0: Welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast that starts things off with A Slice of Life, which covers unique and interesting stories that are inspired by true and personal events. But it doesn't stop there. Following A Slice of Life, I take one story from my collection of many and share it with you. So if you're looking for that special something to start or end your day, you're in the right place. And the great part is, you can listen to all my podcasts for free, anywhere, at any time. So with that, let's get started. Hello folks. How are you all doing today? Well, I hope. Looking back at things over the years, I have come to realize that I can do a lot of things. No, I'm not bragging, as I'm sure you, along with others, have that ability too. But in saying that, I have also learned some of them things I did didn't pan out too well. When that happened, I learned one more thing, and that was I had to move on to something else. The trick was knowing when to move on. An old saying relating to knowledge that my dad used to say from time to time was that knowledge comes from learning and wisdom comes from living, which is correct in part, I suppose, but it isn't much help i found to a young feller. Anyways, that's my slice of life for the day. But before I get into the story today, I would like to take a minute to thank all those who have gotten in touch with me, letting me know how much they are enjoying my podcast. It sure makes my day hearing from you. So with that, let's get into the story I've lined up for you. It's called The Great Depression, along with other things, You know, my old dad used to say it takes more than hard work to make a farm. He also said that he has seen many successful farmers that work from daylight to dark. But yet, in the same sentence, he says that he has seen many poor farmers that work from daylight to dark, too. Anyone can work hard, but if the work you're doing doesn't put food on the table or give you... the contentment in life that you're looking for, then a feller should be looking elsewhere. The story that comes to mind, he said, took place back in the Great Depression, where there was no money to be found anywhere. It was a time that a person had to make do with what he had, and sometimes with what he didn't have. In other words, folks had to become a little bit more self-reliant which is something that a lot of people seem to have lost in today's world. He went on to say, I had just come in from the fields and my good friend and neighbor Harry dropped by, saying that he was having a heck of a time making 11 and was thinking of selling his farm. Earl, he said, if you want my farm, you can have it for $5,000. It's over 100 acres and there is just no way I can afford to keep it. It's paid for, and no liens on it, if that's what you're wondering. Well, I sure enough would like to help you, and that is a more than fair price. But $5,000 right now is a lot of money, and I just don't have it to spare. What can you afford, then, he asked. I'm hurting too, and to be honest with you, Harry, we just don't have the extra cash in hand. Let's see you and me go over and have a drink of cool water and talk about this. Nope, no talk is going to be able to stop me from moving on. I've had enough. The bank took back my dang tractor, and it was the only thing I owed money on. And now I can't work my fields. They said their hands were tied, and there was nothing they could do about it. Never had a bit of compassion whatsoever. It sure wasn't that way when I went... In to buy that tractor a couple of years ago when things were better. Yep, said Dad, I know what you mean. Lucky for me, I kept my team of horses and I own them. As long as I feed them, they give me a full day's work and then some. Well, said Harry, I sold mine a couple of years back to buy that darn tractor. I wished I hadn't. After drinking a cup of water or so, Dad said, Harry, What would it take to keep you from moving on? You're a good neighbor, and damn it, I would hate to lose you. We have have been neighbors for a long time. There has to be a way of figuring this out. Harry spoke up. Well, for one thing, my fields aren't plowed, and I can't get my seed in. I got the seed in the barn more than what I need. Saved it from last fall. It's a darn shame seeing that it will all go to waste. Old Dad, now, he scratched his head a bit and then said, "I'll tell you what, Harry, I don't have much seed left, and I have to say it had been worrying me a wee bit. If you let me have some of your seed, I will loan you my team of horses, and along with that, maybe we could do a bit of other trading and even give each other a hand a few days a week. It would make things easier for you and me, and if the weather holds, well... We might just make it through these bad times and come out in good shape. Truth be known, Dad didn't really have any use for the seed, as most of his crops were fruit. Anyways, hearing that, old Harry looked up and down, and I spotted a tear rolling down his cheek. Damn, the damn dirt is so dry around here, he said. I got some in in one of my eyes. So how about it? We work together and get through these hard times or are you going to walk away from a good farm and and not to forget your years of hard work? I can tell you this, Harry, no matter where you go or what you do, it isn't going to be any better elsewhere. At least think about it and bring your wife and come on over for supper tonight. I got a bunch of chickens around here that ain't laying and One thing my wife can do is cook a chicken dinner. It will also give us some time to chat a bit and the women to get together. With that, Harry said, Earl, you're quite a man. You should have been one of them politicians the way you talk. (laughs) I'm not sure about that, Harry, but I do know farming, and one friend to another. I am thinking we both would be better off not having anything to do with them kind of folks. Yep, I agree with you there, Harry said. I'm going to go home now and talk to the wife, and we will see you at supper time, Earl." Well, old Harry did come over for supper, and after we ate, we sat out on the front porch enjoying the smoke and a wee spot of homemade Mountain Dew, and before the night was over we came up with a plan for the good of both of us. Thinking back to them days, it occurred to me that Harry and me were kind of like my team of Clydesdale. Apart, we were both in trouble. Together, nothing got in our way, and we made it through the Great Depression. Yes, my old dad was quite a man, hard worker. He might not have been always right in doing certain things in the mind of others, but in his mind, when he had it made up, there was nothing or anyone that was going to sway him from doing what he thought was right. Thinking a bit more about my old dad... When I was young, it occurred to me that about the age of 15 that I didn't want to be around the old feller that much. But when I reached the age of 21, I was amazed to find out how much the old son of a gun had learned in five years. You might have to ponder on that statement a bit. Anyways, later on in my life, I found that my dad was a hard-working fellow loaded with information. His life wasn't easy, first off, working in the lumber camps in northern Ontario, Canada, then on to the farm. And not just one farm, neither, as over time he had many. He would get one piece of land, producing, and then buy another. He also didn't have much education, as back in them days, the young ones were needed on the farm, and had to help out with the chores. So school, it was kind of put on the back burner, so to speak. But, for a man without too much schooling, and only one eye, let me tell you, he sure did well through his life. I asked him one time, Dad, what do you think about what they are teaching the kids in the schools today? He looked at me and said, Well, for you, an education is probably a necessity, if you're looking to find a good-paying job away from the farm. The thing is that many schools only teach children how to become successful and rich. The successful I agree on, but the rich part I don't. I would think it would be much better to teach them to be happy so when they grow up, they'll know what the true value of things are, not the price. He also said to me one time while we were enjoying a cool bush beer in Florida at our cottage, George, if you have a good idea in life, don't be afraid to run with it, and never worry much in what others think. Oh, sure, he said that. Nothing will ever turn out the way you want, but most times, if you give it your all, you will find that they will. I have to say I have pretty well done that throughout my life, and truth be told, he was right, as most things, most of everything I did in life turned out pretty good. There has been times, though, when some of my so-called friends have asked me, George, How come you start a business, and then after it becomes successful, you move on to other things? Well, to answer that, I would say that doing one thing day in and day out isn't for me. I'm the type of feller that likes to try and do new things. I also like to do things that no one else can do. It's been that way all my life. As soon as I conquer something, my mind is looking for something new to move on to. And when I find what I'm looking for, I go for it. I have always figured life is short, so why not make the most of it? It's like when some days, some says the uh, glass is half full, others say the glass is half empty. <laughs> I say just drink what's in the damn glass and get on with your life and quit thinking so much. Work for me. Another thing that always amazed me was that for years as my dad got older, folks would come from miles around just to rub shoulders with him thinking that his luck would rub off on him. I'm not sure if it worked for them folks, but one thing is for certain. After talking to him, you could bet your bottom dollar they would be further ahead than when they arrived. It should also be noted, though, that he never gave advice unless asked. I find that amazing in itself, and I kind of think it would be a good habit for a person to get into, especially in today's world, with its virus among us. Another thing is re- regarding my old dad is that I hardly ever heard him complain. The, re- the reason being, he said it was a waste of time. And if a person took the energy they put into complaining and applied it to solving the problem, he said they would be surprised by how well things could work out. Bottom line, he was simply saying, complaining doesn't work. The only thing that kind of got him a wee bit peeved off from time to time was the powers that be, and the way they were messing up the livelihood of the farmers. He always told me that a fellow could never win going against them. Even if the law was on your side, you still couldn't win, he would say. As when all said and done, they would just change the law. It sure is amazing how things have changed here in Canada over the years. And not for the best either. At least not my books. I would have to say, if asked, that my old dad grew up in a fast-changing world. Something like us older folks are going through now. Today, the younger generation wonders why us older folks gets upset with things, a bit touchy, maybe even a bit grumpy now and then. Well, it's easy to figure out, as a lot of us are not happy with the way things are going. Hundreds of things are being forced on us that we don't believe in or want to do. When we were young, We were simply taught what was right and what was wrong, and now the powers that be expect us to welcome their way with open arms. Some call it progress, or the big saying is you have to get up with the times you can't live in today's world like you did years ago. For some things they are right, but for others, well, I would have to say it would have been a lot better if we had left a few of them as they once were. I could go on here for hours on the subject, but it's not necessary. There's a lot of you folks uh, in my age bracket know exactly where I'm coming from. Yep, my old dad coped, made do, and any negative things that came along, he would do his best to change into something positive. Even with his disabilities, he did well. Never once let them set him back from going ahead. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com in eBooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at storiesatkeepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time, storiesatkeepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcasts, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters.